if you are interested in getting into comics or if you've barely started, what is the route that we recommend that you take? Invincible is so perfect in my opinion because it's a contained universe. This is it. Like This is all you have to read. It's a really easy uh, commitment to and get started with. I've been reading it every day, sitting on the couch reading it, and then I was, I ex wholeheartedly expected, I was like, all right, day I'm done, I'm buying this next comic, and it wasn't physically in store, and it crippled me. <laughs> Welcome to Backseat Directing, where we talk about movies, TV shows, comics, and more. We're your hosts, Andrew and Aaron. We put out new episodes every Monday and Thursday. And on this episode, it's an intro to comics. Three, two, one. Action. Andrew, comics is a passion that both of you or both of us share. It's talking about third person now. <laughs> And it's something that we both got into relatively recently. Yeah, we both got into it around the same time, too, which one of the things that I want to talk about throughout this episode, amongst other things, is our like journey into the world of comic books and like what inspired us to go into it. So we'll get to that. But um, just off the bat, I want to say a few things that we're going to be discussing in this episode. Um, it's our like, intro into the comic book world. So... We're going to talk about ourselves, what we've read, what our favorite comics are, favorite authors, favorite illustrator. Uh, we're going to talk about what we think makes a good comic, probably. We're going to talk about, I think one of the biggest things, too, is if you are interested in getting into comics or if you've barely started, what is a route that we recommend that you take for finding books, finding something that you'll like, and how should you go about delving into this world? Because it can be intimidating. Yeah. It's definitely, especially with some series or characters have been created decades ago, you know, and there's so much content around the different universes and characters within that universe and stuff. So it can be a little bit overwhelming when you're getting started. Sometimes I get a little overwhelmed when we go to a comic book store and I don't know like which stories are good. Like I don't want to spend my money on something that won't be good, you know, like yeah. Uh, sometimes the comic stores have them like in a plastic wrap like this one. So like you can't look through the comic. So and see like, if you're interested in the art. Right. Or... So there's a lot of different factors that can go into like overwhelming you when you're trying to get into comics. So hopefully our story of how we got into comics and then also like our recommendations now that we're kind of in this world will help you discover the best path for you. Yeah, I think two of these things are kind of like uniquely intertwined. So that's kind of where I want to start, unless you have a different avenue. Nope, I'm but for it. I want to talk about how I got into comic books and how I recommend going about looking for new books or starting. Yeah. Um, so the way that I originally got into reading comic books was I watched television series Invincible on Prime Video, and I loved the shit out of it. I was <laughs> obsessed with the show. I watched it again. That is an understatement, yeah. guys. <laughs> I, I watched it again immediately, back to back, um, after watching it. And I was I I knew there were comics for it, and I wanted to know the rest of the story. And I think this is a way a lot of people get involved in reading manga or comic books or books or source material is they see something from popular culture, like a show or movie, that they just have a hunger for, like. If you've ever, if you're like me and you've ever just been hungry for like more Batman and you feel like you've watched all the movies and shows and it's like, what do I do now? 
comic books have such a wealth of stories that you can read. And the cool thing about comic books too is like they can tell stories that would never necessarily make it to the big screen. So you can like read these really unique special stories, maybe really gory, maybe really unique and weird. Like Ether somewhere down here is super weird. I hardly see that turning into like a show or a movie, but comics have the opportunity to kind of expand on that stuff more because there's a lower barrier to entry for a comic than, you know, a big production TV show. But for me personally, after I watched Invincible and wanted to know more, I bought this compendium right here, the first compendium for Invincible. That's the way I prefer to read comic books. It's most cost effective for me because just to explain, a compendium, which can also be called like an omnibus, is a huge collection of comics. So this first compendium for Invincible, number one, it holds 47 issues for Invincible. So you can read 47 issues for a resale price of $60. You can get it even cheaper online, Amazon or other retailers, like a books. It's like 45 right yeah. now. So you 52 can, maybe. So that, if you're going to read all 47, that's the cheapest way to do it. You can buy single yeah. issues for like three, $4. Um, so or an, an, an issue itself is like typically around 25, 24 pages. Uh, so if, when you have 45 issues, 47 issues, you know, you, you get this big, huge book that will last you a lot of time and entertainment. Um, but there's other ways to go about it. Like maybe you're uh, not sure if you're going to like it, so you don't want to spend 60 bucks on this huge book. So maybe you just get a volume, which holds maybe 12 issues. And then it's a lower commitment out of the gate to where you can see if this is a story that you like or not. Yeah, you have a bunch of different options when you're like entering into this world. I decided to buy the omnibus uh, because I knew I wanted, I was so obsessed with the story. I knew I wanted to read more, but you can get what's called a trade paperback. And a lot of times those run in the range of the area of like $20, so like 16 to $25. Mm -hmm. um, and you can get, you know, a couple issues in that. You can get like some with as little as five, some with more like 10 issues, 15. So you can read in a couple different formats. You can also purchase, this is a paperback omnibus. So if you look along the side of it, you can see creases from when me and Aaron were reading it. And we, maybe we stopped at a certain point for a while. And But you you can purchase a hardcover omnibus, a hardcover paperback, if you want something with more shelf life and maybe something a little hardier. Aaron's showing one right here. It's It's got a little bit more life to it. You have to take care of these books a little more carefully when they're paperback. So you have all those options. You can spend less and folk. I, I prefer to spend less and focus on like just reading the story and absorbing the story. Um, I'm consider myself like a little bit less of a collector, even though like these all in front of me are mine. And I have like, this is, I don't know, a 10th of the books that I have at home. Yeah. Some um, of them are behind you there. Yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, my collection's all spread out. I, I do collect them, but I'm, collecting the stories and not collecting like the paper. Yeah. So the, I you collect the ones that you enjoy. Yeah. So what, so here's what I would recommend that you do. This is my recommendation. Um, maybe Aaron's is the same. We'll find out. But if you're just getting into comics or you want to get into them, pick something you like. You can read comic books for star Wars. You can read invincible. You can read DC and Marvel. Um, I really, really love image comics. Image tells like a lot of out there stories and unique stories. Mm -hmm. I personally, I think Invincible's an incredible starter comic book, whatever way you want to go into reading it, whether it's omnibus, trade paperback, single issues. Invincible is so perfect in my opinion, because it's a contained universe within 144 issues. You don't need to read any previous verses. You don't need to read Golden Age, Silver Age. You don't need to read Flashpoint. You don't need to read 
all this other stuff. Invincible is you get what you see. You can read from issue one to one forty four and get the it's, entire story from beginning to end. It's very straightforward. Yeah, it's, it's like these three huge compendiums. That's the story, and that's it. You don't have to know, and you don't have to have any other back knowledge. You know, like sometimes Marvel and DC comics can feel a little overwhelming because there's multiple runs. Uh, there's different writers, different stories. Some are connected. Some are in a restart, a reboot of the whole universe. So it's kind of hard to tell like where the stories are. Some are just one shoot stories. You know? Other characters show up, and you might they might not really handhold you and tell you anything right. about their backstory. So Invincible is really good for a first timer because it's literally that's that's all you need. Every character in here they'll introduce to you like it's the first time that they've ever been on the page. So it's an incredible comic for that, and then. Robert Kirkman, the inventor of the story, just does such a good job of keeping you engrossed, in my opinion, throughout. Me and Aaron do notice some slow parts in there. I mean, like sure. any story that goes for 144 issues. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of pages. There's some up and, ups and highs and lows, ups, yeah. and, ups and downs, you know, like uh, there's really high highs and not very low lows. Yeah. So it, <laughs> I think know? it keeps you pretty well throughout. Yeah. But the, the one problem about reading invincible especially if it's your first time reading a comic book is it will ruin every <laughs> other comic book you ever read it's just the bar so high. because it just everything else you read just won't be as good yeah invincible, <laughs> at least in our eyes invincible is just such a good starter comic because of the fact that it's so self-contained i mean they talk about it just at the san diego comic-con 2023 robert kirkman the author of Invincible talks about how they wanted the story to be self-contained. So when it ends, it literally ends. That is yeah. the ending of the plot of Mark Grayson as Invincible. Whereas if, like Aaron said, if you're reading Batman or Superman, generally the way it works is that story gets passed on to a new creative team when it comes to the end of the run. Um, you know, Batman being written by Scott Snyder, he's going to pass it off to the next creative team and they're going to start Batman over again. It's going to seemingly go into infinity. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that with Invincible. You have a, like, when you read a trilogy of like a paperback novel, that is what you get in Invincible. The whole story is in there. Every character you meet for the first time. Where I'd recommend going from there, this is where I want to see if you disagree with me, because I know you love Invincible like I do. But where I'd go from reading your first comic that you pick, whatever it is, Star Wars, Invincible, Marvel, DC, I would take what you liked about that story and then go apply that to your search. So if you really like the story, look at the author and then look them up online and see what other things they wrote. If you really love the art, look up the illustrator and look other things that they drew. If you really love the mystery, look mystery comics and look at other stories and read those descriptions. And then the other end of that that's really easy and obvious is go to a comic book store, pick up something off the shelf and peruse it and say, the back of this has a description that looks interesting. The artwork inside looks interesting and grab that and run yeah. with it. If you go to a big bookstore too, sometimes they'll have like a comic book section. And a lot of times there, they won't have comic books that are wrapped in plastic. So you can actually flip through the pages, maybe read a few pages, look at the art to really see if it's a story. It's kind of like watching a trailer. You know, you're just kind of skimming through to see if it's going to be something that you're interested in. But let's go into how I discovered comics, which is very similar to how Andrew did. And that is through the gateway drug, Invincible. <laughs> it's potent. <laughs> so I actually didn't watch Invincible when it first came out. I watched it probably eight months or so after it came out. And Andrew kept telling me like, oh, it's awesome, blah, blah, blah. And I just remember like seeing the trailers and it just seemed like a little over the top, maybe a little gory, just extra, you know. And I watched it on 
at, at one night and I was just like, all right, I'm going to put something on TV, just kind of have it on, whatever, no big deal. It's invincible. You know, like how good could it be? I watched that whole season right there and then. And he never, <laughs> like, he never doubted me again. Finished. Done. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I want more. And during this time of me watching Invincible was when Andrew was getting into the comics of Invincible and he brought his first compendium and he was telling me about it. And I was like, dude, that is crazy. You just spent 50, 60 bucks on this gigantic book. Like, I don't read books, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I watch movies <laughs> and he read it and he's like, dude, this is the best thing I've ever read. And he quickly bought the second and then the third. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, is the story really that good? I actually remember fiending for it because the comic book store that I went to to buy the first one, they, the second one was out of stock. And I was like, I thought I was going to show up here today and leave with it. And it was like, if I ordered it online, I had to wait a couple of days. And I was like, you did order it online. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I remember we were training for a triathlon. I remember being at the pool and you're like, I think this is coming in today. I don't know. Like, I was like, all I was, like anxious about I was like, it. What am I going to do? Like, I was like, I've been reading it every day, sitting on the couch, reading it. And then I was, I ex wholeheartedly expected. I was like, all right, day I'm done. I'm buying this next comic. And it wasn't physically in store and it crippled me. <laughs> like, like it, was in, it was buried yeah. in my psyche. So the, the cool thing about comics too, is that you can go at your own pace. Like Andrew read these three compendiums really fast and I took a lot longer. But for me, it was a good pace. Like I was able to read an issue or two a night, some nights when the story was really going or I had some more free time, read 10 issues, you know? I would and, read like 20 issues a night faithfully. Yeah. <laughs> so like you can go at your own pace and that's what's, that's what I like about comics. You know, like if you only have time for one issue, like that's only 25 pages. It's also like, really nice to read a comic before bed and know that you're like doing your eyes a favor compared to looking at a screen before bed. Yeah, for sure. So we both started with Invincible, but then from Invincible, we kind of went our different ways in terms of like which comics we've read. So I know for a fact, this next comic I went to is right over here. I took the route I explained and I looked up Robert Kirkman and I was like, oh crap, this guy wrote Walking Dead and I already loved that show. So I, I got Walking Dead and I, so this is one omnibus of Walking Dead. I have the other three at home, <laughs> <laughs> all the Walking Dead comics, because I freaking love Robert Kirkman. And that's the next thing that I went into. And it worked so well for me. I was like, those are still, to this day, two of my three favorite stories are Invincible and Walking Dead, because they're so good. So what was the ne very next comic that you read? It was either Saga or the Why the Last Man, because that was a book that you were on at the time. And... I like the fact that I could just check a book out from Andrew's library and I didn't have I to like pay it. I like it too, a lot. <laughs> you know, like it was a lot of fun. Like he got to share something that he really enjoyed and I got to experience something that he enjoyed. So Dude, it's so cool to, I love the, we used to call it my comic library, not as much anymore, but it would, it would basically be like, what you, book do you want to check yeah, out? Today? You're, you're taking borrowing one of my books to read and in exchange i get to be able to talk about the comic <laughs> with somebody whereas like nobody else has really taken me up on my open offer to like read my comics yeah in the same way that you have i've read a lot of the similar ones or same ones that you have but i maybe just haven't finished them like you did you know like kind of get a, i'm i'm a momentum reader uh pretty much with anything video games too like I'll get into a habit, but then if something messes up my routine, it's really hard for me to start yeah. back up again. I'm a momentum reader too. Um, I think in a different sense, but like when I started Luther Strode, I really liked it and I read the entire series in 24 hours. Dang. Yeah. So for me, the next books that I enjoyed the most um, after Invincible 
are the Avatar The Last Airbender series. Uh, these take place right after the show. Um, and I recently watched the show for the first time, like not too far before I started reading these. Um, I think I finished Korra before I started reading these. But there's um, a bunch of like stories in here. Um, these are each little uh, omnibuses that you would say that collect this story. The first one that came out is The Promise. This is what takes place literally right after the series ends and then skips ahead like one year. And it kind of goes back and forth between Aang and Zuko. And Zuko is asking Aang to promise to kill him if he gets too far out of the line because he doesn't want to follow in the same steps as his dad, the Fire Lord. So there's a hard dilemma that Aang is putting where he doesn't want to harm his friend, but at the same time he has the obligation to protect the people that he's vowed to serve as the Avatar. And that's just the first one. And something that I really like about these is that they're small. You know, they're easily consumed. They're easy to travel with. You know, like I, one of these I read during a camping trip. You know, it was easy to take with me. I didn't have this huge book. Um, but then I also just love the art. And we didn't talk about the art in Invincible that much, but top tier. But second to that, I think this is my favorite. Like, it's just so simplistic, but detailed at the same time. And the movement of Aang when he's fighting is very dynamic, just like the show. Like, it, for me, it literally felt like I was watching the show still by reading these comics. And the same creators are involved in the creation of the comics, so it all feels the same, feels connected. There is five of these for the Aang gang. Uh, Aang gang. And then there's more for Korra. And this is the first book of Korra, and I haven't read it yet. So this is my kind of to be continued if it's good or not but if it's anything like the uh, last or uh, last airbender it's gonna be great yeah my my current read is uh, american gods by neil gaiman what's your current read um so i just bought a four or five new comics so i haven't really picked any of them up yet i literally just kind of got them this week so i don't know where i'm gonna go from here kind of just depends yeah i i think you something you touched on was illustrators so um, I want to talk about our favorite authors and illustrators so we can start with our favorite artists. My, yeah. my favorite illustrator is, I feel like this is going to be a very basic conversation that we're about to have, yep. but my favorite artists and illustrators are yep, same. the creative team behind Invincible. <laughs> Robert Kirkman is my favorite author. As I talked about, I went from uh, Invincible to Walking Dead. And from there I went to Outcast, which um, I originally read online and then Purchase the the compendium that you can see here on the screen if you're watching. Outcast is another story kind of about angels and demons, another brainchild from Robert Kirkman. So I love the way that he tells stories. I love that they're dark. And then in terms of art, Ryan Otley's artwork in Invincible is just absolutely peak, top tier. The way he draws Invincible, the way he draws the Conquest fight, the way that he just covers his characters in blood and like it is the the imagery is just astounding. Like it shocked me when i turned the page to like a i've never felt the shock of turning a page to a full issue spread more than the work of ryan otley like i turn the page and it's just oh like some big climactic like hits gut you in punch, the gut right yeah, yeah a literal punch through the stomach with blood spraying ever like when con spoiler alert for invincible don't forward. do it don't do it i won't say it don't do it <laughs> i won't say it but 
when he draws somebody punching through somebody else <laughs> like that i literally gasped was gasping in my seat multiple different instances i felt story. like with invincible and and uh, the avatar last airbender comics i spent a lot of time just looking at the art before i flipped the page you know like it wasn't like oh i'm just trying to get through this you know read the story find out what happens but i like sat in the moment you know and that's a cool experience that comics offer you know yeah. story-wise another artist that or another author that i really like is brian k vaughn because that's the author behind why the last man which is my third favorite series in my top three is invincible walking dead why the last man um and then brian k vaughn also did saga so uh, saga is like this romeo and juliet space opera epic and why the last man is like this what if story about what if all the men on earth drop dead and it's just one left named york brown and conceptually, Why the Last Man is just so interesting. But what really makes me love it is the character relationships, especially between 355 and Yorick Brown. And like, I was ready to cry at the end of Why the Last Man just because of like the character dynamics. And I feel like I really fell in love with people on the page, like maybe in a way that I haven't since like reading Harry Potter as a child. So I think that Brian K. Vaughan is another top tier author that I definitely recommend. Um, but there's a slew of people I'd recommend. I mean, on here, Tom Taylor, right? For DC, for DC, Tom Taylor tells awesome stories. Um, Charles Soule, who did A Billion Genies, tells awesome stories too. A Billion Genies right here as well. Yeah, I would say maybe if these big stories are a little intimidating, A Billion Genies is a good place to start if you want something that's a little less intimidating. It's only eight issues. It's just this book right here, um, which is very digestible, especially for someone just getting into comics. Um, Andrew, why don't you explain what this is about while I actually unwrap this out of plastic <gasps> for the first time. Unwrapping. So, bum, bum. A Billion Genies is about um, when the world reaches the population number of 8 billion. In this hypothetical world, suddenly everybody gets a genie that pops up in front of them and is willing to grant them one wish. So the wishes are basically unlimited, except you can't wish for more wishes, is how I remember it. Yes. I bought this story in single issues, so I kind of started it a long time ago. Um, but Aaron just recently picked up this collection that holds a little story that looks freaking stunningly beautiful. The art in this by uh, Ryan Brown is uh, chef's kiss, beautiful. Like, just look at the... I don't even want to know what to call it. Like it's like a watercolor nature of the way that they use these blues and purples and blacks. Uh, the genies are super stunning, <laughs> but people basically every issue it shows you that it starts out what eight seconds, then eight minutes, then eight days, eight weeks from the inception of the genies and the world. It also shows you the population that new book smell it shows you the population of the world declining because people just making reckless haymaker wishes, people wishing that the world was an ice cream cone, wishing that they had endless money. Like, but it also puts a crazy philosophical twist on the idea of what you would wish for if you could have anything. You see, like, what a person who truly loves their family will wish for. You see a little kid wish for their mom to come back to life. You see a parent. One of the most astounding wishes I saw was a parent wishing that his kids had to ask his permission before their wish because he wants them to make, it's a, it's a selfless decision because he's sacrificing his wish to make sure that his kids don't waste theirs. One of his kids wishes for like endless toys or something like that, but the other two kids get to keep their wish and they can use it for something with more maturity, you know, more impact yeah. and, and he prevents them from wasting it. It's the, so, like so unique, the thought behind it. The bartender that we meet in the beginning, he makes a very 
useful and practical wish that ends up really benefiting him in that the long wi- run. That wish in, is what inspired me to purchase the first issue and read the story. Because yeah. I saw a video online of what his wish was. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a unique character to make. And he made it immediately. Snap yeah. wish. Yeah. Like, very interesting character. Yeah. And, and then you see, like, people that didn't really understand what was going on. They make, like, a an off wish, you know, like they, they basically wasted their wish. The wish gives you insight into the, so much insight into who the characters are. Yeah. And again, like it's, this is it. Like, this is all you have to read. It's a really easy, uh, commitment to get started with. This is a story that had me like outside of reading the comic, walking around, asking everybody I knew what they would wish for if they could have one wish and it's like you hear beautiful things you hear things that let you know more about people somebody might tell you i wish that i had endless money my grandmother said that she wished my grandfather would be back alive like you hear things that like tell you what that person the person that you love tells you what they want most in the world and it's like it's such a beautiful story i think for that reason and yeah. it starts a lot of cool conversations i'm i'm excited to finish it i think i read the first two or three issues because you were buying them again by single issues but then i think i stopped there i don't don't think you ever told me that you bought any further but it sounds like you have the whole collection (laughs) i do have all of them (laughs) Um, i also have like variant a variant cover of like one or two of them like because they they did alternate covers that i thought looked really cool yeah it's the only thing i've collected in single issue format yeah I, i was gonna say too that i probably won't probably ever buy a single issue comic because I like having the complete story or I like having a big portion of the story all at once. Um, that way I can, again, like have that momentum. Yeah. The other thing I want to suggest related to that, because we've talked a lot about like these single, these one shot stories, like 8 billion genies, you only need those eight issues. And like I said before, image is amazing. Image is the company that produces invincible that produces 8 billion genies that produces walking dead. So image is really cool. Boom Studios is really cool, which produces uh, Something is Killing the Children I have right here on my right. It's not just Marvel and DC, yeah. but if you want to read what's popular, what generally general audiences know about Marvel and DC, if you want to read superheroes, you can still get contained stories. Like we talked about Deceased. You can pick out an Elseworlds story like Deceased or like there's a DC vampire storyline where everybody gets vampirized. Those stories are out of the main canon. They're a contained story. And yes, Deceased is going to have people pop up like Deathstroke and it's going to have people pop up like Booster Gold. You might not recognize them right away, but it's not inherently necessary to know everything about that character to just enjoy the story and these Elseworlds stories. You don't have to read like concurrent issues. It's all in there. So yeah. you still can read Marvel and DC if that's what you really want to read. We're not telling you like, hey, Invincible is the only route to go if you don't want to have to like do research and buy the big book of Marvel and you can still pick out and, and you can pick out it like Grant Gustin's run on Batman and just accept what you don't understand. You can, you can do that too. Like, like we, we recently talked about this in another episode we filmed, which was about D and D just pick what looks fun to you. If you go, if you want to go in and pick the cover that looks the coolest, freaking do it. Have a good yeah. time. Like just pick like, what you're interested in have a good time reading it yeah no that's, that's all good advice uh like i just got this spider-man comic you know it looks cool yeah looks and cool. that's why i got it and we <laughs> love know, like, we love across the spider-verse we yeah, love miles exactly it's about miles morales and we're we're kind of coming off of the across the spider-verse high you know of how good that movie was so i'm excited to learn more about the character in a different medium you know and we also have the video game coming out this year as well 
So I don't know. It's just another way to experience the character. You know, like I, I this isn't the whole story. You know, yeah, who's but, the author on there? Oh, Bendis. See, I've wanted to read Bendis for like a long time. I hear yeah. really good things about his runs. Yeah, and the art looked really cool, so I got it. Yeah, I mean, so like down here, this Flashpoint uh, anniversary omnibus that has like a bunch of tie-in issues that really bogged me down and like kind of made me want to quit reading it. So I feel like sometimes it's it's definitely better to just let yourself go and have fun. Like maybe you don't have to read all the tie-in issues. Read you know what you want to read. Don't feel pressured from people. Yeah, something that I really like to do is get uh, comics that are based off of movies or shows, whether it's an extension of said movie or show, or if it's a direct interpretation of the movie or show. Like Dune, for example. This is a exact uh, sorry recreation of the book, Dune. So That's like, awesome. it's literally the same as the book, but now there's pictures, and I like pictures. So um, this is going to be really cool to read and watch the movie to be able to compare and contrast. So we've touched also on my top three favorite comics, but I want to hear what your top three favorite comics are. Okay. First one, obviously we already talked about it. Invincible. Can't top it. I haven't found a comic book that has given me the same joy. Um, but it's just the shock factor moments, isn't it? Yeah, like it's crazy. The big highs. Are... But then also the, the dialogue during those moments is like top tier. You I know? feel like conquest is one of the best characters ever. Just yes. in my mind. Yes. I'm so excited to see it on the, the big screen, you know, in our in our home theaters. Um, my second favorite comic book experience is probably the the Avatar Last Airbender. Um, they're just really easy to read. The art's really simple but detailed, like I already said. And the stories are just as in-depth as the shows, you know. And, um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed going through that. My third one, that's maybe a little bit more tricky. Um, I enjoyed some of the, like, Batman ones that we've read. Like or, uh, Year One. Yeah, or the the few issues of Daredevil that we've read. So I, I don't know if I have an exact, like, third one. Um, I will say that I did like these comics here, uh, Radiant Black. Uh, these were... Being said to be like, if you're missing Invincible, check out these. And I went in expecting it to be like Invincible, and it wasn't quite at that level. So I was a little disappointed um, and kind of stopped reading them. <laughs> However, I would like to revisit the series once more of the books come out and I can get like the, the full book or at least one that encapsulates more. And... Uh, go from there because it was a cool and interesting story. I was just had too high of expectations. Because <laughs> somebody it. said it was like Invincible yeah. too much. <laughs> but it was still a really good series and I would like to revisit that. I'm excited to read the Stranger Things comic that I just got. This has stories that are like in between the seasons and some off stories and stuff. So I think it'll be cool to learn more about the characters that we see on screen. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot. I, I really do enjoy 8 Billion Genies. I just can't have it on my top three list because I haven't finished it yet. Fair enough. I think that when you're getting into comics, like I've, I think we've given a lot of the best advice, which is just to have fun. But I think in my eyes, what I would definitely tell myself going back is like, look through Dark Horse, Image Comics, and Boom Studios. And you can go on their website and look at their titles and you can kind of read descriptions and see what looks fun. And I think that's a lot easier gateway than like you. I mean, yeah, the Moon Knight comic 
vo- the volume that we got to read for the show when the show came out was great. Yeah, that um, was a good one. But like sometimes I feel like the more traditional route of comics has kind of like turned me away, like in sense of just feeling a little bit lost, like reading the Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo run on Batman. I was like, I didn't feel like it had like the most clarity for me without having read like all the Batman comics that preceded it. So that's the, I think really good entry level is just like those stories are so much fun. Yeah. And do what you're doing right now. Watch videos, you know, find people who are talking about comics and when they're describing a con con when they're (laughs) describing a comic that you think you might be interested, dive into that more. You know, that's what I did. We, when we first got into comics and I I didn't have invincible anymore, I watched hours of, comic book material on YouTube and stuff and found different storylines that I would be interested in. Didn't mean I bought the comics right away, you know, but now I know of the storylines in my head. So if I'm looking for that story, I know like what these stories are about and how they were received by the audience. Yeah, I watched the Omnibus Collector a lot and I think he's the one that really got me infatuated with building like a big collection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, and you have the bookshelves that are like from the ground to the ceiling like him and you know you got all the the big omnibus collections and stuff so yeah you're 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 like a baby version of him i love these books they're like they're like my children's yeah he he didn't andrew didn't bring some of his comics because he didn't want them to get ruined i wanted to (laughs) bring the dark knight returns which is like probably my favorite batman comics and i have this cool like collector's edition set but yeah, it's just, it's nerve-wracking, daunting. And then American Gods, I didn't want to bring that book, is, like, uh, beautiful. like And it's all white. So it's, I literally wrapped these books in blankets <laughs> um, to bring them with me. It makes me nervous to travel with them. I'm obviously not, like, a super purist. Like, you can see little tears and stuff in my books, but that doesn't mean I want them to go into disrepair, you know? Right, yeah. I think it's cool when books have a little bit of wear and tear, you know? Like, it tells the story of... So it being read. Yeah. Some of them are near perfect. And then some of them are like, why the last man has like frustrating little rips yeah. in it. And all, all the ones that I have borrowed have been heavily used. <laughs> He's shit talking to me right now. You see that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't generally give anything away unless I've already read it. So <laughs> I was more so inferring that I'm the one who messed them up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that you did. I think you take pretty good care of the books, but I try. I would much rather have somebody give a book back to me that they read with a nick in it or abandon it than like return it to me unread. <laughs> I, like I want to, I, my joy in the comic book library that I have is wanting to share the conversations about these stories with people. And it's hard to get that sometimes because not as many people read comics as like I would like. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it seems like the smallest form of media that's consumed (laughs) yeah i mean after reading something like why the last man like i have to go on the internet to find somebody to talk about why the last man with like i don't and maybe there's people out there that have like seen the one season of the show that exists but i've never met another person that has read why the last man also i want to give a shout out to i read half of the first one shut up (laughs) i want to give a shout out to david too he's been on the show before and he uh, i called him my comic book uncle he made a lot of recommendations to me including saga so he's read a lot of comics and it's helpful to have a friend that can make suggestions yeah david if you're listening to this maybe uh put a list of some of the comics that you recommend in the comments below it'd be cool to see like what comics you enjoy uh and recommend I know if you don't want to do that that's fine too i guess i know he loves x-men he loves like green lantern yeah Yeah, he seems very knowledgeable about his comic books. So 
it's always fun to talk about a new form of medium, you know, yeah. that you can experience a story. Big takeaway. You don't have to have read every comic. Don't let people get keep comic books from you. You don't you can just pick up a Batman comic that looks cool and start reading it if you want to. If somebody tells you otherwise, they can shut up. Yeah. There's also ways to read comics online too. I know Marvel has like an app or whatever that you can subscribe to and you have access to a bunch of Marvel comics. Uh and you I mean Andrew read a few comics online. You yeah. know, like it's a maybe an easier way for you to get started rather than spending 30, 40 bucks on a big huge compendium. Yeah. I read comics online, I've read manga online. Um my first entry into like physical copies of manga was reading blue lock and i have blue lock finland saga hunter x hunter yeah. one punch man so i feel like it's difficult for me to read something on my phone though because i get distracted <laughs> you know like i like having the book so i can just focus on the book put my phone to the side you know i like owning everything that i read i just like having it and it's it's so much fun for me to i know there's we want to get the ultimate spider-man yeah and, so but uh, it's so expensive i was like andrew do you want to just go half these on it and you're like, nope, <laughs> I want to own it myself. Strong no. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. I'd like to know? read it together, but I want full ownership. I want it in my house all the time. I want all of them. So that's, And that's fine with me. Like, I'll let him go in debt and I'll enjoy the same story. <laughs> He'll reap the rewards. <laughs> I offered. You know, I'm I, not splitting custody of my comic books. <laughs> I offered. Um, all right. Anything else, Andrew, that you want to say about comic books or getting into comics or anything? I definitely would like to request anybody who's watching this, give us your comic book recommendations below. Let us know which, what comics you like. Um, comment on these comic books that we talked about today. I mean, do you like Invincible? Have you never read it? Like, tell us what we should read. We want to talk about comics and also make sure to share our podcast with friends and family because it helps us out a ton, especially if you made it this far into the episode. Yeah, we've had a few people message us saying that they've shared it with a friend or something and then they've subscribed or whatever. Like, that's how we grow this community more and more, you know, is people sharing and talking with their friends about the things that we like to talk about, you know, so adding to the conversation only makes things more fun. So we, we appreciate the support. Again, we post new episodes every Monday and Thursday on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts. We're posting every single day on social media. We have merch. Aaron's, Andrew's wearing one of the shirts right there. Um, we're coming out with different variations of the shirts as well in the future. We have a D&D &D campaign that's going to be a huge production. That's going to be two really long episodes that we've put a lot of work into. And we're very excited. That's in celebration of our 100th episode, as well as our one year anniversary. So I'm so excited that we've made it a year. Um, and I'm thankful to the audience for listening and enjoying the podcast, but also to Andrew to sit down and talk to me for hours <laughs> about movies, TV shows, comics, and more. And... That's, That's a wrap. wrap.